All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Hi, and welcome to episode 479 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. Today, we're going to discuss the two shows that KISS did in Sweden. And this week we have some members of the family here. And I'm not talking about mom and dad. I'm talking about a horde of Scandinavian Vikings. The first one is Ronnie. Hello, Ronnie. Hello. hello. You might you might recognize him. He did an episode on the popcorn pub, the Coventry. He's the chief editor of the Swedish Kiss Fancy in the Destroy magazine. And I think you became a fan somewhere around the elder. Yeah. The, yep. uh, it was the uh, the video of World Without Heroes. How uh, is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, but you made the right uh, decision there and yeah. started to listen listen to Kiss. Uh, and we also have a new face with us. It's Patrick Ek. I think I'm going to call you Patrick just because I'm in in English mode. So Patrick, okay. maybe maybe you can tell us a little bit about how it all started for you and. Uh, and so on. Favorite record, yeah. favorite song, and so on. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Uh, yes, hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, I became a Kiss fan back in uh, 1992, uh, when I was uh, 11 years old. And it was my cousin, Lars, who introduced me to hard rock music and uh, Kiss and so on. So, uh, and around that time, it was uh, the Revenge album that had just came out, so I got it for Christmas present. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and and then from that point, it moved on, uh, became a member of the Kiss Army International. Uh, so great to meet Nico in Sweden last week and uh, say hi to him because he's been a huge part of my teenage years, you know, waiting for the Strike magazine arriving in the mailbox and so on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I became a huge fan around 92, 93, and uh, my first Kiss concert was in 96. So, uh, yeah. Cool. And uh, we also have Bent with us, and you might recognize him from episode 436 when he was a part of the a Scandinavian Kiss episode. And Bent ran the Kiss fan club in Sweden back in the day and is now running a top 20 Kiss podcast in Sweden with Marco Rovinen, I think his surname is. And I just have to say thank you to Marco because he's helped us a little bit with this episode and also the episode we did last year when Bent was a part of it. So, Bent, anything you want to say to the listeners before we get started? Oh, yes. This is a perfect opportunity for all the Americans to learn Swedish because we discovered <laughs> last time that it's a lot of books, very many good books, and The Destroyer Alive. Sorry, The Destroyer magazine, that's in Swedish. And then, of course, we need to talk with which is hey hey and when we are finished we say hey do and so we can continue during this hour to learn the americans more swedish and last time i said all these fantastic swedish strong words that no one understood and no one beeped out thank so, you man uh, thank you uh, we'll get to the swedish at the end of the episode but today's episode's we will have three main topics. The first one that we will start off is, is of course, KISS 2 concerts in Dalhalla, Sweden. 
uh, all of us were there. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk a little bit about the brand new issue of the Swedish Kiss fanzine. Uh, Ronnie is the chief editor of that magazine. And the third part will be a bit about Bent's Let Me Know podcast, which is kind of interesting. And, and I think you guys out there might to want to learn a little bit about that. So let's get started with the first part. Uh, Kiss in Dalhalla, Sweden, two nights in a row. First off, we have to say that the venue is really special. It's uh, an yeah. old lime quarry. And... Um, Maybe Ronnie can tell us a little bit about uh, about the venue, what it looks like, um, if you've been there before, what you thought of it, and so on. Uh, it was my first time at the venue, and it's really in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's it's just woods around, uh, and it's it's a it's a quarry, so it's a, it's a day quarry, so it's just uh, what's it called. Group, pit, a pit. It's a pit, just a pit, uh, quite deep pit, and it's a stage down there. And this was active, I think, up till 1990 as a quarry, but now it's been uh, seen for 20, 25 years or something, and mm -hmm. it was really, really cool. Uh, it's also, I think it's the smallest stage Kiss has played on on this tour, on the uh, end of the road, at least one of the smallest it yeah. was 6600 uh, as a maximum yeah and it was completely sold out yeah and it was uh, the biggest crowd they had at that place yeah so that was cool. it's a, it was a record so yeah, yeah. that was really cool but uh, you guys how many of you went to both shows ronnie uh, bent you went to one of the shows or he was at both Bernd seems to be totally lost. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I think, uh, Patrick, both you went to them. the yes. last... The rainy went one to yeah, the I only went for weather. the show on the, on the mm. third, Thursday show. Yeah. Did anyone go to the meet and greet stuff? Did you do that? I did a photo with the band. Uh, photo with the band? Thursday, yeah. Mm. And I went to both uh, sound checks. Both. And, yeah. and Bernd, I'm not sure if there's a delay for Bernd, but something is... <laughs> wrong i think but i think bent you you were also at the uh, photo shoot with the band and the sound checks or well i i, I... uh there's something uh, that isn't working uh, i Ben's cannot mic. deny or not deny that uh, uh that there's some trouble with your mic we're not hearing you bent uh, i'm not sure uh, we see you, we see you all right, but we can't hear you. Uh, but let's start off with, uh, let's start off with, uh, you went to the the sound check, didn't you, Ronnie? Yeah. Can you talk that. a little bit about both nights? Yeah. Okay, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the first night, uh, it was raining for the whole uh, afternoon and whole evening, except for during the sound check. Uh, and we got five songs. Uh, got shoes, hotter than hell. Uh, shock me. Uh, what was it more? Uh, plastic caster and one more. Uh, yeah, uh, going blind. Got those five. Okay. And the th the thing was, they were they were quite a good mood. I think uh, they did some Q and A's also. I think four questions. Nothing's 
uh, spectacular i think was revealed uh, on those and they were they were good they were in good mood uh, and one thing paul said it was quite funny actually uh, was he introduced hotter and hell and asked if can you sing this and the crowd was like yeah and he said well i can't <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> okay and then they started it so i don't know if that he tried to mm -hmm. be you know he was honest about it yeah that's true anyway. Yeah, I'll but show think... you. I'll show you a brief clip from from one of the uh, the sound checks. Let's have a look at this. Overall, I can. One more question. Okay, hello. My name is Ronnie. I'm the editor in chief of the Destroyer magazine. Huh? You like it? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Great. Thank I... you. Thank you. I got a question that goes back to the very <laughs> beginning. It's back to the popcorn pub and the commentary. Do you remember Paul South? And can you tell us something about him that he who gave him the chance to start your live career? He was managing the club that was called Popcorn and then it got turned uh, the week after we, we came in to Coventry. And he really was, uh, he was just a talent booker at the, at the club. Um, a lot of people were trying to get rock and roll music into that area, Queens, because everyone was playing in New York and Manhattan. So he started bringing the bands uh, out to Queens and really outside of booking Coventry, uh, he didn't really do much. He was happy to have anybody play there. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> I met him uh, two months ago when he said hi. Oh, good, yeah, say he's, hi. He's 93 now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's 93 and you're 16. <laughs> um. Yeah, Paul was real fun of there. So that was actually you asking Paul a question, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the second night and I got to ask that one. And I, I don't think the answer was that good because he didn't remember uh, Paul Sub. He was the owner, he was not the uh, talent booker. That was another guy called George. Uh, but well, they talked about it and it was fun. And the thing was, you can hear it if someone says, that's a good one because I get hit by one of Paul, uh, Gene's plectrums during the Q&A. When I was talking about, uh, when I asked the question, I got hit on the chest, but I couldn't just <laughs> dive down and take it. So someone else took it. Oh no. <laughs> and I was uh, like 25 <laughs> meters away. So it was really good. Uh, it's good at that. It's good as really yeah. that. Yeah. There were a lot of pics going around. First yeah. night when when I was up front, the camera guys had like loads of yeah. pics that they gave away to to the audience, and uh, so I guess most guys that were up front got a shitload of pics to, yeah. to bring back home. Yeah. Uh, the first okay. night, yeah. the first night, Eric gave out two bags of uh, plectrums to some guys and said share with others, and they were sharing with people all around so they were very generous at the something. yeah that, that's good uh, because the first night i was up front uh, and uh, i i caught a few pics uh, f from from uh, from kiss and i got a few from from the camera guy uh, and then after the show a girl was looking for pics uh, uh, you know she, she hadn't got one and the guy next to me, he had like 15 pics and he refused to give her anyone. So I have to, <laughs> to give her a pic. So, and she was really happy. It was a cute girl as well. So 
<laughs> you know, it was kind of easy to give her. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the actual shows. Uh, they did two shows. The can, first I, can, one... I tell, can I tell one more thing about the sound check? But was of course, the of second course. the second night uh, they played only four songs, but two of those were uh, different. It was Christine sixteen and nothing to lose, and nothing to lose was the last one, and that was actually a guy who stood just beside me who screamed nothing to lose once or twice, and then I filled in and we started screaming both of us, and Gene said no, Paul said oh Eric, do you want to sing this? And Eric said no. <laughs> no, but Gene stepped up to the mic and said, "Well, I wrote it. I can sing it," and they did it. So it was. They really did good. it. He remembered yeah. the words and everything. Yeah, yeah, ah, <laughs> great. That's that great. Was a surprise. That was a good song. So we got seven different songs um, on the soundtrack. That's cool. Yeah, cool. So Patrick, you were there the second night. Uh, yeah. Uh, were you up front or were you sitting or where were you? No. Uh... I went there with my two kids uh, who got this for a Christmas present. Um, Good Christmas. They actually, they, they got their first Kiss concert tickets also as a Christmas present back in 2019. <laughs> uh, and that was uh, postponed uh, due uh, COVID. So we, we saw them in Stockholm in two, last year in, in 2022. Um, but uh, that time we had. Uh, 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 seats that were quite far from the stage, so they really didn't see Kiss that much uh, besides uh, looking at the big screens, uh, uh, because Kiss were like this small from that mm. far away. So uh, when, I, when I heard uh, the news that they are coming back to Sweden, uh, although I had said goodbye in Gothenburg and uh, brought tissues and crying and everything, you know, so uh, I, I, I thought to myself that uh, I need to uh, Show the show my kids. Uh, they are uh, fifteen and uh, twelve. Uh, how kiss is for real? As you know, being up front in front row, uh, feeling the feeling the fires and uh, smelling the explosion and fireworks and uh, catching guitar picks and stuff like that. I mean, that is so much joy to be at the kids concert. Uh, so I, I want to you know. Uh, Take that also, uh, so my children can can uh, enjoy this and uh, celebrate this uh, together with me. So uh, we went on the on the show on Thursday, uh, but uh, we drew up uh, with my car on Wednesday and stayed at, uh, in Mura, uh, which is like uh, forty minutes from there or thirty minutes or something like that. So we did some sightseeing in Mura on Wednesday and went to the show on Thursday. And uh, we were there very early, so we we came in and had uh, one line of uh, people in front of us, uh, and then was the front row stage. Uh, so uh, we were very close. So that was really great. I remember meeting you, and you showed me a picture on your phone, a photo on your phone. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you you mean what we did earlier that day? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you know, Shannon, uh, Jean's wife, she uh, she published a video on Instagram uh, showing where they lived. <laughs> so uh, I went in, went to Google Maps and uh, checked every hotel in uh, around the arena uh, nearby. So uh, uh, I figured out which hotel they were staying at. Uh, so we went there. Uh, <clears throat> basically. Uh, 
we wanted, of course, to be able to to meet some members of the case of case that would be great. But we we also, you know, because we were going so early to the show to get to be a, a front row, uh, I also thought that we. I was thinking that we really needed to to eat some uh, lunch, uh, so you never know when you can eat next time because you don't want to leave your spot and go to the bathroom and stuff like that. So you have to plan everything really carefully uh, uh, to, to make the best of a night like this. So uh, I called the hotel in the morning and asked them if uh, was it okay to come by and eat lunch at the hotel, and uh, they said, "Yeah, sure, no problem." So uh, we went there and ate lunch and. Uh, after a while, um, uh, Paul Stanley came down and uh, had a Coke, uh, talking to, I think, was the, uh, the boss at Live Nation or something like that. I heard some rumors, some people told me that. So he was sitting there and uh, just talking to this guy. And uh, then when he left, he uh, actually, when he sat there and talked, uh, he said hi to everybody that was standing there and watching all this, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, uh, my daughter had uh, uh, Paul Stanley star makeup, so uh, he, he actually pointed at her and said, uh, "I like your makeup." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was uh, I was re really proud of that. <laughs> hmm. uh, had she done it herself, uh, she, or were you the one? Yeah, she, yeah, she did it. She did it oh, herself. Yeah. Uh, after lunch, she she went to the bathroom. She had uh, you know brought uh, some makeup with her, so uh, she was going to do this because she wanted to have the makeup for the show later. Uh, but uh, we didn't know that Paul was coming down, so that was really cool. And uh, then when he left, uh, I asked him if uh, I could take a picture with my kids, and he said sure. And uh, my kids got a picture with him, and he was in quite in a hurry, so uh, he only took like two pictures uh, with uh, some other small kid uh, that was there with his dad and uh, one pic with, uh, picture with uh, my kids and then he left so uh, mm -hmm. we were very lucky and uh, uh, I, I thought that it was more fun for my kids to have a photo with Paul Stanley because I have one photo with him already uh, and I think it's better to to pass it on than to have like one more photo with him uh, it's better to pass it on I think yeah, you're you're all for pass on the torch to the next yeah. generation. It seems. Uh, I also brought my three kids for the second night. The first night, I went all in as a kiss fan. I went alone up front. Second night, I sat with with my my kids. Uh, I think uh, at row twenty five or something, pretty close. And it's a good arena to bring your kids to because it's kind of small, and you see very well. It doesn't really matter where you're seated. It's a good view, yeah. And uh, they really. What did you, your kids think about the show? They loved it. Yeah. Uh, like two minutes after the show was over, my daughter asked me if we were. Can we go to Norway? <laughs> and I said, No, we can't go to Norway. <laughs> so that was kind of a good, uh, uh, a good review of the yeah. of the whole event. So uh, yeah. I mean, I've been playing his music since they were small. So I have like videos when they are like four years old singing uh, along to Rock and Roll All Night and uh, yeah, stuff like that. So, I mean, they are not they are not uh, as huge Kiss fans as I am, but I mean, they, they, they know the songs and they, they really enjoyed the show. And I mean, look, I mean, everybody, I mean, every, every person in the whole world going to a Kiss concert 
are going to enjoy the show, I think. So, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, pretty hard to have a dull time when you're attending a kids show. Yeah, I know. I my my kids love the show as well. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah. I think they will remember it, you know, for eternity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think it's good that we pass the torch on because you never know in uh, 10 or 20 years what will happen with uh, Kiss avatars taking the stage. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the technology yeah. is, is, is uh, you know, moving, moving fast. Uh, yeah. let's, we'll just have to see if Bernd can say anything about his experience uh, at the Kiss show. Let's see if we can uh, hear him. Bernd, can you tell us about your your shows can you hear me can yes. you see me if I, how many <laughs> how many fingers is this uh five i think good okay yeah. we, we'll try this out yeah. uh okay let's see what did i do the thing is that i can say that these concerts were both the same and not the same uh and uh, you already heard about the the lion coral and everything, so I won't go into that. But the thing is that uh, I didn't bring my kids this time. Um, my son was with me last time in uh, in Stockholm, and he is one of those that has been listening to Kiss before he was born, which I think was a good investment because he still likes Kiss, not as much as his father does, but still. Uh, but a lot of my time went to talk with uh, with listeners of the uh, Let Me Know podcast, which is mostly in Swedish. But then, of course, there might be an episode soon in English, but that's, that's another story. Um, I think that both the concerts were good, but still... Still, Gothenburg 2022. Oh my God. That was the top. That was the best Swedish concert I've seen so far. But Bernd, if you would uh, put it put it up against, up against uh, outdoor concerts, because in indoors always, it's, it's, it's always better. But yeah. if you've seen Kiss Outdoors, I think this these were some of the best concerts I've seen Kiss do uh, outside, yeah, because I saw the Grönalund outdoor concert in Stockholm 1976, and that of course was good. But then, mm. back then, Kiss was amazing. I mean, that was something totally, totally new. But I would say that both these outdoor concerts were good, and I was amazed that that the sound was so good as it was because usually when you're outdoor. Uh, the outdoors, uh, the sound goes from left to right and from right to left. And uh, but uh, at the first concert, I was at this at this not at the stage, but close to the stage anyhow. And on uh, the second, I was together with a uh, with a family, which I bought a ticket from, and that was as close as you can get. Was the first sitting row. Um, but I should still say that the second of the both concerts were a tad better. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it has to do with the weather. Yeah. It was a bit warmer. And Paul Stanley didn't say between every song, well, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And yes, it did. It was raining like cats and dogs. And all yeah. of us had our lovely ponchos on. But we didn't care about that because no. we saw Kiss for the probably last time at this way. Hmm? So, uh, yeah, I'm very, very satisfied. And it's, But I'm more satisfied with all, all the Swedish Kiss fans that I were able to talk to. There were so many uh, greeting me and Marcus Pod and, and the and the and the vlog that I do from time to time. Uh, and that is since Swedes has so much kiss, so much things to listen to and read and stuff like that. We'll go into the Let Me Know podcast a bit later, but but I yeah. actually listened to Patrick's episode uh, just a few days back, and he talked a lot, lot about the Kiss family, which you're talking about now, yeah. Bent. Uh, yeah. Patrick, how was the Kiss family treating you at Dalhalla? Any any thoughts on that from you? Yeah, it's it's always awesome to to meet the Kiss fa- Kiss Army family. Uh, I I often say this that they are my second family, and and it's absolutely true. It's so fun to meet them, and everybody hugs, and it doesn't matter if it's been a year or more more years since we met, and maybe we are talking on social media and stuff like that. But I mean, meeting them and just seeing the joy in their eye, and talking about expectations before the show, and and then talking to the fans after the show, how it was, and sharing this. I mean, it's like. I think it's the closest you can get to being in a religious sect. I think so, or maybe that is what we we are. <laughs> yeah. We don't even know it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but Ronnie, we've talked about the audience a lot. Did yeah. anything surprise you about the audience? Were there youngsters, old people? Uh, any thoughts on on the attendances? It was a great mixture, I think. Uh, yeah. But. There was one thing about the uh, the arrangement that they fucked up the last, the second day, because uh, th- you got a wristband for going down to the um, standing area. It was quite mm-hmm. small standing area. It was just one yeah. section, and they had the same color on those bands both nights. <laughs> uh, and also, you you could even go and get one inside after you had entered. Uh, so, oh, I forgot to get one up there. So you oh. could go with your friend's uh, ticket and get one. So it's a huge difference in uh, how packed the standing area was the, the both nights. But I talked to one of the uh, security and she said, I know we have fucked up. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, swearing on the, is it allowed to swear? Yeah, <laughs> it's an American. It's allowed. Uh, so, so Scandinavians it, are taking yeah. over. <laughs> so so yeah. they, they, they knew about it and she was really upset about it, how it had, uh, they had missed that uh, because it usually have different colors. But I had uh, the luck to stand. I didn't have my daughter with me. She wouldn't have enjoyed it also. She, she's not a music, music fan. But I stood next to a girl who I think it was about 12 or something and she was on her first kiss show and her mm. uh, older sister was like 17 18 stood just behind her and to see the happiness in that young girl's face 
And every song they played, it was like, she was turning around to her sister and was like, they're doing that one. <laughs> uh, with a, such uh, happiness in her face. And she was so, so glad. And another friend of mine, uh, Rude from Holland, who was there, he catched a plectrum and he gave it to her. It was a plectrum uh, Tommy threw out at the solo. And she got it. And she was so excited to get a plectrum from Dami. It was... Yeah. It was great. It was great to see old people like 60, almost as old as a band themselves, and young kids. Uh, I think they, you could see a three, four-year-olds uh, at the sound check. It was, uh, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, uh, I think it was a great mixture, as you said. And uh, I was a bit taken aback about about how many kids that were there. I mean, not not just the children of of. Uh, kiss fans but you know teenagers like mm. around 14 15 going up front and rocking their asses off so i think it was there there's a future for kiss even though we're pretty old there's a second generation coming along but yeah. bent bent um what about the set list what about the songs that oh. you play do you think anything stuck out did th did, did you have a favorite uh, were you missing out on something or or was it you know okay you mean sonic boom Are yeah you... i i actually think sonic boom. boom went over pretty well i was surprised yeah but i i'm like this i think that last year we saw kiss this year we saw kiss and i should really enjoy it if they had if they had had some kind of different setup oh that's the lady in the can she was talking at the same time uh, but anyhow <laughs> back the, the thing is that usually when i talk english with somebody the lady in the can says i don't understand what you're trying to say and <laughs> it's that's my life the lady in the can doesn't understand what i'm trying to say but anyhow back to back to your question what what i would like to have this concept this bonus tour i mean kiss has such a big songbook to look at and they would have been able to do as great show this time as the last one by changing all the songs but that's what i think because i think it's it's a bit silly to like we did we paid for two concerts in a row because we wanted to see kiss as much as possible and last year it was roughly the same songs so i don't know if they they're like um when you were kids and you only wanted to hear the same bedtime mm -hmm. story day after day after day are we like this kiss fans or do you want or do we like to have another set list i would like to have another set list anyhow but that's I me Okay, I think most people would prefer two different nights, you know, like Metallica does. Uh, they do two different sets, tw uh, two nights in a row. But that's Metallica. Kiss has always done this, played the same songs. I remember back in 97 when I saw them in Stockholm, uh, they played two nights in a row and they changed one song. And that was back in 97. So so I guess we don't... Um, we don't expect them to change that much from night to night. But of course, if you could choose, you would like to hear different songs. But I, I totally enjoyed both nights anyway. And I think it, they've picked 
I was just surprised they picked Making Love as the new song. Uh, I don't know why they did that. Uh, what do you think, Ron? Why did they put Making Love in the set this year? I don't care because I'm happy they did because that's <laughs> one of my favorite songs and oh, I never heard like it. You. It's one of the best from Rock and Roll Over, I think. And I hadn't heard it before, so I was very happy. Um, and I think, I mean, they are they are boxed in because they have to have uh, voice tapes of Paul from when he sang OK, and they don't have that from that many songs. So they, but they could switch around. They could have done like Strutter One Night and maybe another Gene song. I think the most stranger thing is that Tommy doesn't get a solo lead song uh, at all. Why not? Yeah. He's yeah. been in the band longer than any of the other guitar players. So one song. He got one yeah, on the uh, sound check, but why not on the uh, on the whole concert? To, to, yeah. I mean, they're talking about they have to let Gene rest uh, his body and it, Paul to rest his voice. Well, that's the opportunity. Let him sing one or two songs. Hmm? I agree. Uh, yeah. We have a question from Patrick. Uh, uh, you know, there was an opening act in uh, Sweden and there was at least yeah. one fan going nuts. And we have a question yeah. here from <laughs> from uh, Wolf. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, Rodrigo Alves. He asked, any opening support act in Sweden? Yes, there was. And Patrick can tell you all about it. Yeah, uh, they are a Swedish band called the Night Flight Orchestra. And they are great. So uh, check them out. Yeah, they, they got a great song called Satellite. It made me think of David Lee Roth, you know, uh, that song he did about paradise. This much be a paradise. Yeah, it's like it's that. music that makes you happy. And uh, they also have this like flight, fl flying team on uh, on everything they do, like the, the uh, choir girls uh, yeah. uh, that are singing in the band. They are dressed up like... Uh, uh, flight attendants uh, and uh, yeah so it's a uh, I really like the whole package I mean it's like Kiss you know you like the whole package uh, of, of the brand so uh, yeah I really enjoy them so uh, I if you saw a person wearing a gold jacket which is the Night Flight Orchestra tour jacket uh, it was me yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they didn't get a lot of minutes they, they did get yeah. I, I think they played like 25 minutes maybe both yeah. nights uh, yeah, 22 was, first night and 25 was others. Uh, you clocked. I think it was kind of. I think it was kind of uh, short Little. for them. I mean, the yeah. opening yeah. act at least half an hour, I think. But yeah, and I mean they pa they released a lot of albums, so they. Yeah. I mean, this must be something that this uh, management or somebody had uh, decided because they have a lot of uh, cool songs that they didn't. Uh, that they were not able to play, so it was a little sad. But uh, I mean, it was an opportunity, and I, I know that the band are uh, really happy. And uh, I mean, being growing up uh, listening to Kiss and then being in an opening act, just like. Uh, uh, Nestor did in Stockholm last year, and uh, yeah. uh, also uh, Johan Gilberg's Imperia uh, in Gothenburg. I mean, that was a dream come true opening for your heroes. I mean, that's yeah, pretty there, great. There, yeah. There was Can a I... clip of you, uh, Patrick. I saw Sorry? a video. I saw a video of uh, Nightfall yeah. Orchestra <laughs> with you. You were the only one who was jumping and fist in the air. Yes. And someone commented, "Well, that's at least one guy is enjoying the opening act." 
Absolutely. <laughs> it was actually uh, actually it was me filming that because it was yeah. <laughs> I spoke yeah. to Patrick before the opening act, and uh, then when they started, I, I you know it was easy to to see him in the, that golden jacket yeah. with you know fly, <laughs> flying orchestra on the back, and he was the only one rocking yeah. out real hard. So. I made a film with. I think it can be cool for Patrick to have that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. It yeah. was really fun. I, and I showed it to my kids, and they were laughing their asses off. So, uh, <laughs> and they, I mean, they, they somehow, so, somewhere, I think they are thinking because, of, of course, I'm the dad, so they're thinking that I'm being a little, you know, uh, cheesy, and uh, they are a little embarrassed of me, of course, when I'm, you know talking to everybody everywhere and stuff like that because that's who i am but i think also they are like a little secret proud of me i think so at least i hope so and i'm very proud of them so uh, yeah so it was really fun so thanks for the video Dan daniel yeah yeah <laughs> you're welcome Dan. any thoughts on on the opening act yeah absolutely because i was thinking now you added david lee roth but i should have said like this a mix of early 80s Journey and 80s David Lee Roth. And I think it sounded really, really good. So I just hope that I will be able to see the Night Flight Orchestra again somewhere sometime because they would like to have more attention. I would like to have, I would like them to have more attention and be able to play. But it's it's the same with uh, uh, last year's support acts, both Yuan uh, Shilbas Impera and, of course, Nestor. I hope that they will get a lot of attention in the future. But that's I the do like part. Nestor. Nestor is a really good band. I watched them yeah. in Umeå, a city up north here in Sweden. Um, uh, I think at the beginning of the year, and they were just great. You know, a small stage and. The guy can really bring it, the singer. Uh, yeah. And you hear parts from Kiss music in their set. I know they have a, a song called 1989, and you can hear I've Had Enough Into the Fire, the riff, the main riff from that song in in, in the 1989 song. So if you like Kiss, uh, and it kind of reminds me more of 80s Kiss than 70s yeah. Kiss. So so if you're kind of into 80s Kiss, you should check out Nestor, that N-E-S-T-O-R. Yeah. Patrick. It's also a Kiss, Kiss connection uh, with Nestor uh, because uh, Andreas Carlson, who wrote uh, songs for the Paul Stanley Live to Win album, he wrote uh, songs together with Nestor. Okay. So uh, that's maybe Kiss fans would uh, appreciate to check out. But, by the way, there was another Swede that was a support act this year. And that is Erik Grönvall, which is the yeah. singer of a very, very famous... Uh, band from the 80s who yep. can it be who can it be skid row yeah <laughs> but that was in germany so yeah but... unfortunately i, I would have yeah. liked to see them i always liked the the original skid row with sebastian Bach back in the day uh, they made at least two great records the third one was okay as well but uh uh, then they imploded because sebastian was being sebastian you know <laughs> it's well, kind of an oddball, yeah. Uh, wasn't he the guy that forgot his passport on a Christmas? Yeah, that's Cruise? true. That's true. Actually, he was going to play the Kiss Christmas, but he didn't have a passport, so they couldn't let him on. And 
Well, so so he couldn't be there, and Ace freely forgot his passport or didn't have a passport last year when he was supposed to be in, in Europe to play. Some people just say he was lazy, didn't want to go, but 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 I don't know. I think it was the password. No, not the password. The passport. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I have an insight on that. Otherwise, if you want to hear it, uh, there was of a lot of bands cancelling last year. Uh, Primus was one of the band who was cancelled, and it was the lack of uh, bus drivers. What? Yeah, <laughs> because during the corona, a lot of those had moved on and done other stuff, uh, and they didn't have this, the big uh, uh, cruise companies to, to drive the buses. They don't have the good drivers anymore, and they cannot drive because you're supposed to drive all night and. Yeah not wake everybody up by breaking all the time and uh, swerving the bus. So <laughs> a lot of bands, they couldn't arrange transportations between the different cities unless they flew and they didn't have the money to fly. That's okay. something I heard. That's breaking news on the Kiss FAQ podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, what about the performance then? When, when you look at the different members, you know, Tommy, Eric, Paul, and Gene, who was the MVP? What do you think of the performances that did? I actually loved Paul both nights. He, he seemed to be so happy. It was all smiles and uh, made jokes and uh, uh, were happy and interacted with, with, with the audience. I think he was great. And he strutted around a bit as well. And and uh, he uh, did, uh, you know, between songs, he, he he did stuff he usually didn't do, don't do. So uh, I think he, he he was great both nights. What about you guys then, uh, Bent? Let's start with you. Oh, Gene Simmons uh, guy. Uh, yeah, I do agree with you, but I still think that every once in a while. There was a lot of energy in Mr. Simmons. Not all the time, but sometime. And during that time when he had the energy, he was the demon of your life. <laughs> yes. So you're going Gene Simmons. You think he was the main guy both yeah. nights? Since, huh? since, since you're into Paul, I'm, I must be because I was standing on the Gene side as well. So... But uh, and then, of course, Marco Ruven and my partner in Let Me Know. Partner in crime. <laughs> yeah, he said that Paul was the best. So what can I say? What can I say? Patrick, what about you? Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Daniel. Um, it was a long time ago I saw Paul being so happy and relaxed on stage and also doing uh, more... Uh, dancing that he used to do when he was younger. He did more of that than I can remember he doing uh, when I saw them last year. So uh, he, he looked really, really happy and looked like he was enjoying himself. Uh, Gene, I did only see up close once because he only came over to my side once during the show, as far as I remember. Uh, and that is also a little sad. I think, I, of course, I know that they are really old now so they cannot <laughs> run around like they did 20 years ago but i think I, they I did think all right anyway uh, you, yeah absolutely. my kids could believe they were over 70 years old they can no of it. course I'm, I'm not complaining i, I think no. everybody in the band did a great job uh i only think that i mean coming over to the uh, changing side of the stage at least two times during the show would be great because 
uh, I really enjoy watching all members, but I, I was standing uh, between Paul and Tommy, so uh, I only saw Jean once and uh, uh, yeah, but uh, Paul was great, uh, Jean was yeah good and Tommy is solid, I mean he's not doing much rather than playing guitar really good, so uh, and Eric, uh, yeah, Eric uh, cannot complain on him, he's, uh, he's also solid I think. Yeah, Ronnie. I agree also. Uh, Paul was the star both nights. Uh, Jean was the one who did the only big fuck up on, in uh, Dalhalla. Uh, end of uh, Calling Dot Love when he went off stage before the song was ended, when he was supposed to do I his. I am your doctor. Oh, yeah. Uh... He was already off stage at that time. Uh, so Paul had to end it. Uh, that was. That was the only big mistake on those two nights, and Gene did it. But I think Paul was the star, and as you said, he was moving more to to both sides of the stage than Gene. He was quite stuck to his side of the stage. Uh, no, no Eric, Eric and Tommy is more and more. I seen during this tour, they are more the team players in the background than yeah. on earlier tours. I, I think this tour is about Gene and Paul and the legacy. Uh, I think more it's more obvious on this tour, and mm -hmm. that's I think at the same time it's a little sad because uh, they could take some of the burden off from the other guys if they did one more song or so. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about your favorite moments in the show. Is there something in the show that you enjoyed more than other stuff? Did something happen? Something out of the ordinary? Uh, did you interact with someone in the crowd? Some some personal favorite memories from the two nights. And I'll go to Patrick. Uh, maybe you can start and uh, and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I have several uh, awesome moments uh, during the the show uh, because going with my kids, um, I was looking at them a lot and seeing their joy in their eyes and. Uh, so that was one part, but also uh, at uh, one point of the show, uh, Paul Stanley was right in uh, up in front of us, and he was uh, pointing at his star and then pointing at my daughter, which had the uh, star makeup, uh, and and doing like uh, back and forth with her with his finger and smiling and really interacting with her for maybe four or five seconds. Uh, so that was really cool to to see, um, and also at the at the end of uh, uh, the, sh the before the encore, encores, uh, Eric Singer came out and uh, he threw a drumstick that my son catched, oh. uh, and that I have on video. So that's a really great memory. And he was so proud and so happy. And when when we went home uh, in the car, he fell asleep. And when I was checking back uh, in the back seat, he was uh, squeezing the drumstick and sleeping with it. So it was really cute. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of cool. You, your your memories seem really personal and tied into your family. Of course, that's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember catching a drumstick earlier this year, but I only caught one from Crazy Licks, the opening act to Wasp. But that's my <laughs> claim to fame. That's the only drumstick I've ever caught. I know the drummer, so I think he, yeah. he aimed at me. So and it, it was also fun. Uh, I remember one more thing uh, during Rock and Roll Night when the audience are supposed to sing. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, me and my kids were up on the big screen behind the drum kit, and that was really cool to to see. 
that is always fun, you know, and a lot of people were telling me that after the show that, yeah, I saw you on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, uh, you know, I mean, being uh, a, such a huge KISS fan, every, everything that's happening on the KISS show and, and before a KISS show and during the KISS show and after the KISS show is really great memories and meeting all the KISS Army family after the show and hugging everybody and uh, uh, here, making love was really cool to hear, I must say also, just like Ronnie said, uh, because I can't remember I heard that song live before. Um, that was really cool and I really liked the song. Uh, and I also think that <clears throat> Paul sounded a lot better than he has he's done. Uh, uh, of course, he's having some backing tracks, of course, but it, it felt like he was singing more live, and it also sounded like his live singing vocal were were, were pretty good. So, uh, yeah, it seemed like he had a good night, and uh, maybe it's because it's a smaller venue or something like that, because... I think he sounds okay on the sound checks, uh, rather than hearing him singing on a big stadium or something like that. So maybe I, I don't know if that's that has something to do with it, but I think Paul sounded really good. Yeah, I think he sounded really cool between songs, and uh, yeah. he was you know loose, and uh, yeah. he was afraid of trying to go for that high note between songs, you know, introducing yeah. songs, and it didn't really. You know, crack ever. I think well, those cracks uh, we hear, heard a few years back. You didn't hear them. Yeah. And the first night when I was up front, I really looked closely at Paul to see if he ever messed up, if he was, you know, using backing tracks. But it is, it's impossible to tell. As good as he was a singer a few years back, he is a good a, a mimer now. I mean, <laughs> he's the greatest mimer on earth. You can't tell even if you look closely. Ben, let's hear some comments from you. We were talking about uh, uh, favorite favorite moments in the show. Are you there, Ben, or are you lost? In space? Looks like he's stuck. Okay, he's gone into the void. Into the <laughs> void. Okay, let's start with you, Ronnie. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't have any. I was really happy that they did the making love, but. Uh... Otherwise, I don't have any special moments. I thought there was. But any, you, maybe you yeah. met someone. Maybe something happened. Something out of the ordinary that a... that's hard to tell for people yeah. from, that weren't there. Uh, there were a lot of people uh, I met during those days, and some of them, like Nico from the, the Strike Magazine from Kiss Army International, I met him back in 1984 oh uh, last time. That's a long uh, time ago. Yeah. And then we were in America and saw Ace two times. And so it was good to reconnect uh, with someone that you haven't met for 30 years. Uh, but as, as the show was, uh, it was really, just let really me, good. Let, just let me interrupt yeah. you briefly. I mean, I heard Italian wherever I went through the venue. <laughs> someone speaking very loud, very aggressive, you know, and so yeah. it sounded kind of happy. And I looked around, it was always Nico and some friends. That's <laughs> Italian, you know, with break, yo, come on, come on. You heard yeah, him. I, saw, I yeah. also saw him uh, both nights. And I just told him, thank you for the Strike Magazine, man. It, ma it made my youth, you know, you, you, yeah. were, you were a big part of my youth. Just that like was Patrick a, has said. Yeah, yeah, that was the best source of information before internet. 
Uh, yeah, yeah it was actually process. only information uh, as far as yeah. I knew back in those days. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I really hope that he understands how much joy and how important he has been for yeah. the for the kids uh, army. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay, Bernd seems to be there's something wrong with your connection, Bernd. Yeah. Um, um, oh, we can hear you, but we can't see you. Oh no! Now, now something. Now you. I, I we can shot. see you're moving around. Okay, Bent, tell us a little about yeah. a little bit about special moments from the two nights for you. Yeah, uh, unless I freezes all over again. Um, I do remember that from the first night, it was two things, three things that I actually remember very good. First of all, the raining, and we yeah. didn't get it that it rained so much because sometimes up on this on the LED screen, you can see that they were filming Paul from a distance, which means that what you can see was a lot of rain and Paul Stanley in the background. <laughs> so God, how much rain. That was one of the things. Uh, second was that I let several um, shorter people uh, <laughs> before me so that they can see so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I had the big problem with the guy that was 210, which we, <laughs> he's a seven foot man. And he was standing like this. And I could only see him. And he was rubbing his bottoms <laughs> to my stomach half the concert. Oh, oh, oh. oh you're creating pictures in my head now, Bert. Oh. Yeah. And, and I didn't know what to do. I mean, I could say, nice bum. No, it's not correct. <laughs> if I tell him that, please don't rub your bum against me. But he had his girlfriend that was quite short before him. So I didn't actually know what to do. So I just, well, rub rub your bottom against my <laughs> stomach. I don't care. <laughs> so that was, that was one thing that, well, it's interesting. Um, and then on the on the second night, when it comes to the the concert, uh, one of the things, and, and this is very personal, I actually caught something that has something to do with Kiss, and that was one of the balloons. Yes, cool. And then, of, and then, of course, the persons that were sitting next to me, the family, they also got three balloons. So everybody was happy. So that is something that I do remember very, very well. And but mostly all the people that I met. And we will talk about that later. But so please don't rub your bum against my stomach. That's <laughs> that's that's what I want to say. I think so, so, some things that stood out for me was, for example, when Paul Stanley received one of those small dolls, I think it was the first night. Do you remember that? Someone had made pretty cool dolls. It, re, it was kind of reminiscent of, of the stuff they got in Tokyo in 77, you know, small kiss dolls. And it, I, I think they gave them to Paul and Dean and so on. And Paul put it in, in his vest, in his vest. And Ooh. had it there through the anchors, and he used it and waved to people with the little yeah. arms on that doll, and he was really into it. And that was just a testament of Paul being into the concert, being there, thinking it was fun, and really enjoying himself. So I think that was a kind of a cool moment. Later on, I, I saw uh, an article in one in a magazine where they were actually interviewing the 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 
the children who had made that doll and and, and uh, yeah, given and it the to mother. Him. Yeah, yeah, and the mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was kind That's of cool. Great. And another thing I think was uh, cool was the second night. The second night, the audience was was much more into it, of course, because of the weather. And when they did Love Gun, Paul just stopped everything and he said, "Everyone has to stand up for something." Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, that was great. Stand up for rock and roll, and everyone yeah. rose. You know, the whole arena rose like that. Must be a great feeling to be the ringleader up front doing that, but it was kind of cool, uh, and I haven't heard him say that a lot. So um, no, it, it, it. I remember that was really awesome to hear. It brought back memories listening to the first Alive album when he stand, says that you have to stand up for what you believe in. Uh, so yeah, that was really great. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, some downers. I remember Paul trying to flick, you know, his picks at me, and they went like curveballs like this. <laughs> I missed everyone. <laughs> Someone else got him, so that was a downer. Uh, Bent, what was yeah. I, I remember another very important thing, um, and that is the way that kids are treating kids. Yeah. And uh, first, I've heard things from the sound checks and the, those VIP passes and everything, and they are they very much like that the kids get first. Uh, how should I put it? That that they really care about the, the kids. Uh, uh, you, Patrick, told me or told now about uh, what happened at the hotel when you had lunch. Yeah. And um, when we go to the sound checks, the same thing there. They, they wanted to make sure that the kids got guitar picks and not the grown-ups, yeah. if possible. Uh, and there were several other things that I do remember, but I cannot set, put my finger on it. But the way that KISS treats kids is, oh, it goes into the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when you watch the show, you you. Um, uh, I, th I remember one thing. You know, during "I Was Made for Loving You," one of their biggest songs, they actually used pre-recorded explosions. I didn't notice it the first night, but the second night, I there was no yeah. bombs going off, and you heard the explosions. So they used some. Some uh, help there, some some merit, but they've always done that, you know. Th through the eighties, they did that, but I've, I've never seen it live. Uh, it didn't matter that much, but but they used some smoke and mirrors, like like they usually do. Okay, well, you, you can uh, say, you can save a buck or two on that. Uh, I just want to show you. I don't know when you went to the concert. It's so cool, you know, uh, feeling that you're a part of the KISS family, as Patrick said, and I actually shot some photos of some of the fans that sported cool tattoos. I just want to show you that uh, briefly, some of the, 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 the tattoos that the guys uh, had at the show. Uh, and I've never seen these people. I, I didn't even know there were so many KISS tattoos around. Uh, let's see if I can share this screen uh, like this. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool of a tattoo. He had it both his arm, you know, filled with kiss tattoos. And here's another one. Mm -hmm. You know, the Gene Simmons shot from yeah. uh, 96. Yeah. yeah. Where he has the barbed wire around his, his head. 
really good tattoo. That's the guy wearing it. Never seen him, but he flashed it, and uh, I had to get a picture of it. And there were loads of cool uh, jackets as well. Here's one. Um, and I like this T-shirt. I hadn't seen <laughs> yeah. it before. Big John Hart, security company, protecting rock stars since 1973. I have to get one of those. And there we have, it's just real, it's this fake band. Uh, I, cannot I, cannot okay. I, cannot, I cannot comment this uh, at all. Uh, it's a good photo anyhow. Yeah, of yeah. course it is. But I cannot comment that picture. I'm sorry. Okay, you're sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I, saw, I saw there was a question about the uh, Merck stands. Merck stands, uh, yeah. Yeah, there were, there were one. Uh, and there was a queue. It was like 200 meters long. It was crazy. I don't know why they didn't have more, like at least one more, because yeah. I think a lot of people was reluctant to stand in that queue because it was enormous. And the it price. Was so long. And the price. And the pri yeah, the prices, of course. They were enormous. Crazy. Yeah, they were. You could order from almost half the price at the uh, Kiss online, the same stuff. Oh. Yeah, you bought that one. Ben yeah. is showing uh, something. Ben, tell us about that. This uh, this is the tour. Oh no, <laughs> this is the tour. Hey, this is this year, but it looks like last year's tour book. Uh, and version cost, nine or something. Someone uh, said it's been. Yeah, but of course, I can say like this: that the only thing that I think is the difference. Is that you have other yeah, yeah. Uh, places where they played because this is this year, um, and you have maybe some crew members has uh, yeah. also been switched out. Switched. Yeah. yeah, but still, uh, I think it's the same pictures as before. But when you buy it. You don't think about that. You think, yeah, <laughs> a tour book. And that is basically the only thing that I buy at concerts. That is the tour books. Because I always bought them. And I think that they are gorgeous. And Kiss does gorgeous tour books. And have always done that. But too, too long line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after the concerts, Kiss uh, was in the press a whole lot. Did you read any reviews? What did the press say about the Kiss performances, Ronnie? Did you read any reviews after the shows? Yeah, I saw a few reviews, and they were very positive. Um, they were very... There was one in, I think, Aftonblad that was very positive. And... Aftonblad is one of the biggest yeah. newspapers here in Sweden. Yeah, just a new... it's an evening paper. Uh, yeah. basically, it was an evening paper. Now it's... But it was quite positive, and they were uh, really going through the show and explaining uh, effects and stuff like that. And they were saying it was a really good uh, farewell to Sweden. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, not the same as the 1976 at Gröna Lund. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the reviews from, from Gröna Lund. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, it was Kiss were Nazis. They were violent. They were bloody. I mean, every negative thing you could think about. Militant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember one of the... Um, 
one of the reviews said that when Peter Chris was banging on on his drums, it could have been pots. Yeah. It's no different. My my favorite is another one from there. It's uh, it was at an amusement park, and one of the rides is called the Ghost Train. It was like a small train that Ooh. went through a scary house of some sort. Yeah. And one of the uh, headlines was "Kiss is worse than the Ghost Train." <laughs> That's a good one. I do remember yeah. that one too. Yeah. So they now, were hated back then. Patrick, did you, did you read any reviews? Yeah, I, I read the one that Ronnie talked about in Aftonbladet. Uh, I think they got a four out of five, which is I was really surprised because they normally never give bands like Kiss that high uh, score. Uh, so I was uh, maybe you know going for a three or something like that. But uh, so I was really surprised they got a four. Uh, I also read something in uh, like a local paper in in uh, Dalada Mura. The, like Mura Tidning, like Mura newspaper or something like that, uh, which I also think gave them four or five or something like that. They, they, I think the headline was uh, "Kiss was pure ma magic" or something like that. They were they were reviewing the first show, so yeah, they really got uh, good press this time. So uh, that's good. Uh, as they say in Sweden, "flaggan i topp." <laughs> Is that the new uh, word, uh, the sentence you can learn the American uh, listeners? Yeah, I, I yeah. think that uh, flaggan is, of course, the flag. Uh, itop is, of course, to the top. The flag yeah. to the top. Like Swedish. Super Mario when he's jumping to the flag. Yeah. Me <laughs> flaggan itop. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, to, to summarize uh, the shows, it seems like you guys were happy with the shows. Uh, you enjoyed them. Uh, you think they were great. And uh, even the press enjoyed KISS. So it was kind of like success. And of course, both shows were sellouts. So what a way to end it. And I think, as I said previously, the venue was perfect for bringing your kids like Patrick did and like I did. Uh, a great view of the stage. Uh, you know, here in Sweden, it's pretty light at night this time so i think the second part of the set is cooler because it's so light during the first half of yeah. of the show but but during the encores and so on it's such a great uh, experience and i think every kid that was there they will remember the show and even though there are a lot of naysayers saying oh you know tommy that eric that uh, cover band i mean go to the show and see if you can you know have a boring time it's impossible it's impossible yeah. uh, so to summarize things i think it was a success the the people there enjoyed it and it was a good way to end things in sweden uh, so anything else you want to add about the concerts not, not no. really. there was no confetti maybe we should mention that oh. yeah. no uh, zip line and no confetti but yeah. uh, I didn't really miss that. Uh, maybe Coffetti I missed a little, uh, but uh, the zip line I did not miss because uh, I get so confused when he's... Uh, uh, the only thing that's cool with the zip line is when he's going over you if you're standing uh, below yeah. the zip line. That's really cool. I, I did that in, in Krakow in Poland uh, 2019. He was uh, riding right over me. That was really awesome. But after he's done that, you, I get so confused. I'm going to look at the other band or I'm going to look at Paul. 
because I normally stand very, very close to the stage. So uh, yeah, no zip line and no confetti. And the confetti, I think I talked to some security people and they told me that it was because there is water in the query. So there was like a, a cleaning pump system or something like that, that uh, if, if they were shooting out the confetti, that would break down. And that was not a good thing to do. <laughs> It was the same in Norway. Uh, didn't have any yeah. confetti either, and it was okay. just close to the to the uh, river or whatever. Okay. And but I think when it goes out on the zip line, it's also good for the people who are sitting far away from the scene to yeah, get of course close yeah. up. That's cool. Paul. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and he throws a lot of pics out there, so that's one thing. But to say uh, say the same, no confetti. That was a little bummer. Um, but yeah, I understand why. Yeah, still a good Bent, show. Any any final yeah. thoughts? Yeah, but that was not about Dalhalla. That was about Tönsberg, which was a couple of days later. Norway. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that they missed the opening. You wanted the best, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There was nothing like that. It looks okay. like somebody forgot. Oh, no, 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 it, it was it was said, but it was it, the the sound was not put up, so the people in the front could hear it like it was a small uh, oh transistor Whisper. radio or something. <laughs> and I heard also from some who said that the it was heard uh, on the uh, uh, on the earphones everybody had. It was like it's chaos back here. <laughs> Just when they started, so so. There was some other stuff that didn't go as well in Norway as it did in Sweden. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what Kiss Army Norway does about that. Uh, yeah. That show. Uh, but as you know, Sweden is uh, the leaders when it comes to Kiss fandom in Scandinavia. So I'm not sure we'll ever hear anything about that. Well, maybe if you check out that Swedish Norwegian podcast, uh, the uh, what's it called, Bent? Oh, I don't you remember. Know, Brekkes. You know, you know Brekkes. Destroyer Alive. Yeah, Destroyer Alive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just kidding okay. because okay. because <laughs> because they were, at least, they were the one, the ones that, uh, I don't know, I haven't told this uh, on, on the podcast. I was in a, in a bad um, place. Yeah, for such a long time because I went in 1985 and I came out 2016, and that's thanks to especially Alexander Johansson of these three guys, because they wanted to find out what was Kiss like in the 70s. And um, and I said that in the beginning, I don't remember anything. I mm-hmm. I don't care, but I did. So if no. if you're into Swedish. Look at my name and Destroyer Alive, and you will find it. And by the way, I saw something about the Finns. We need to talk about the Finns. Why didn't Kiss come to Finland? Because the thing with these 50 uh, concerts was that they were supposed to go where they haven't been before. Mm. I'm sorry for you guys in Finland. Yeah, that's too yeah. bad. I hope they got to to one of the other shows in Sweden or Norway uh, because it it was real fun. I think we'll move on from from the concerts and into part 2 and this is going to be about this. There's a new issue of the Kiss Destroyer magazine. I think we all got it. I got no, three. I don't have Bent. any. No. That's not a member. 
Bent is not a member. Let's kick no, him yes, out yes, of the show. Okay. You can't think through this. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it's hard to tell. The thing, good guys, yeah. is that I have tried to become a member. And, and the El Presidento of Kiss Army Sweden has said to me several times, your money is not valid here. Ah, okay. So, um, like, yeah, it's like Elvis going to a, to a coffee shop in Memphis or something. You're like that. Yeah, yeah that's true. But, Ronnie, you're the chief <laughs> yeah. editor of the Kiss Destroy, Destroy magazine. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how it's possible to have a printed Kiss fanzine in 2023? I think it's quite unique. We can all yeah. attest to the importance of these type of magazines, but that was back in the 80s and 90s. You know, Patrick told you about uh, meeting Nico and thanking him for everything he did. Uh, nowadays, there aren't a whole lot around. Uh, so can you That's tell us a little bit about the magazine? Uh, it's about 50, 52 pages with just color. Every page is a color page. And we try to, everything is original also, all original material. You cannot find the article somewhere else. It's just in our magazine. And that's one thing that we do. We interview people. We, it's experiences from the uh, different writers. It's, uh, we have a one uh, series of articles that's called uh, When Lightning Struck. It's about some KISS fans' uh, favorite album or the album that made them fans when the lightning struck. And we've managed to get quite a few famous people uh, to write. We had Bernd write uh, one, and he's a very famous KISS fan in Sweden. But we had Andreas Karlsson, uh, who wrote a lot of the songs on Paul's Live to Win album. Uh, we had two of the guys from Jeremy and Philip from uh, Ace Free and Simon solo bands, write about, about their albums. So we have a lot of original articles that you cannot find anywhere else. And it's a it's a beautiful magazine. Marco, who does who does the uh, art, his uh, art director of it, he makes it fantastic. It pops from so the pages. So beautiful, so yeah. beautiful. And it's 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 a work of uh, we love to do it. We it's, it takes a lot of sweat, but we are pulling it off a three or four times a year. And we also try to find out things that hasn't been told before. Uh, like in the issue before this last one, I did a 10-page article about popcorn and Coventry, like I told about in the earlier episode here. And nobody has done that. Unfortunately, it's only available in Swedish. So if anyone know anyone in America who wants to publish it in some way, let me know. Because I want to. And then you let me know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, no. But, no. No. But what about the future? The current uh, issue you have uh, talked about the 50 years of KISS. Yeah. You have an article about every year in KISS history. Uh, what's coming up next? Any ideas? Any hints on on what's it's, happening? It's going to be a lot about the uh, end of the tour, uh, end of the road tour, and about this this European tour. And then the issue behind, um, that comes out next year is going to be about the last shows in America. Um, and then we're going to have a lot of uh, other stuff, uh, of course, that I'm not telling. 
<laughs> what do you think about the future of the magazine? Still going strong in a few years, you know, a few years from now? I hope so. Uh, we are trying to expand the amount of writers we have. Like you wrote a few articles last time. Uh, and I was, as an editor, I'm totally satisfied because it was easy work. Uh, yeah. We hope to get uh, Ben to write something about his experiences. And maybe Portuguese. Everybody's welcome. If you have something to say, and it doesn't have to be in Swedish, I translate it. We have people from um, Brazil writing about the gigs in Sao Paulo back in the 80s. We had uh, a guy, American, writing about his three gigs he saw in 74, 75, 76. So we're open for it. Uh, if you want to write if something, if you have something, contact me and I can uh, see if what you want to say. It's interesting for a magazine. Probably it is. Probably it is. Yeah, you don't you don't have to be afraid because uh, I got to understand that that they were looking for more writers. So I contacted Ronnie and I said, "Yes, yeah. write about any year you want to." And I picked my favorite years and I wrote about them and I mailed him. And I said, "Can you change this? Add something about this?" Uh, and I did that. So it's uh, easygoing, uh, good. Yeah. It's nice and to write about stuff you love. I mean, yeah. it's not really work. It's kind of cool <laughs> to, to spread the word. So, yeah. you know, I, I work as a teacher and I always correct, uh, you know, <laughs> writing. So it's so good yeah. to, to write yourself. I, I, I love it. So I'm lo really looking forward to contribute more to, to the magazine. I think it's a great magazine and we have Thank to you. once again uh, uh, mention Marco Rovenen, who does a phenomenal job when it comes to the look. And, and if you look at it, it, it beats any Kiss fan scene or a, a lot of other magazines as well when it comes to the looks. It, it looks great. Uh, yeah. So hopefully we'll get a few more writers to, to the magazine. I, I think it's a great one. Patrick, what do you, did you think about the, the, the last uh, issue? Have you read it? No, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I think it arrived here on Tuesday last week and I went to uh, on this road trip on Wednesday and came home very late on Friday and uh, <laughs> then celebrating my son's 12th birthday on Saturday. So uh, hopefully this week I will sit down and have a, a nice cup of coffee and uh, read it really carefully. But uh, so I only opened the envelope and uh, looked at uh, some of the pictures and, uh, you know, smelling the magazine <laughs> as you <laughs> have to do uh, yeah and it, it really looks good so uh, i think uh, i have uh, many several hours of enjoyment ahead of me so patrick and, uh, yeah so thank you for doing the magazine uh, everybody uh, that's involved and also niklas olson our president is doing a great job i think so patrick weren't uh, wasn't revenge one of your important albums yeah, it was the yeah. first. So go article, and read yeah. the 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 article article about 1992. I think it's awesome. I don't know who wrote it, but it's a good Maybe one. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> so may I a... may I add something ben. from from the yeah. um, from the past? Because when we talk about fantastic layout and uh, color pictures and things like that, uh, when I had the first version of uh, Kiss Army Sweden, and then of course, uh, Kiss Fan Service and Kiss Fan Center. I mean, it was a wet dream to even think about printing in color. 
because I spoke with the printers back then and they said it will cost you like this amount of money and uh, it wasn't it wasn't possible to charge that amount of money so it was in black and white back then because of that and I'm so flattered about what it looks like today many 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 years later I'm so impressed so go and get it become a member the, the guys that they do allow to be a member I wasn't allowed <laughs> yeah that's true uh, but talking about Bent uh, you know Bent is involved in a Swedish podcast and I think all of us other guys we've been a part of that and been interviewed and uh, I'm sure it was uh, an enjoyable experience for you as well uh, it was sure fun to do uh, so let's move on to the Let Me Know podcast. I'm just going to show you a little photo here to introduce the Let Me Know podcast. Let's see uh, if I can find it. Uh, do, 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 do. There it is. Uh, just a moment. and uh, There we go. Boom. Okay, so you know the Let Me Know podcast this week just beat three sides of the coin. Oh, uh, being in uh, place number twenty-one on the musical podcast list in Sweden, a place before three sides of the coin. So, is it a you know a change? Is there a new giant coming up and passing the old giant as you see here? So uh, the kiss uh F. Uh, no, not the Kiss FAQ. The Let Me Know podcast is making some noise out there. So, uh, Ben, can you tell us? I, I, I would like you to tell us a little bit about the theme you're doing now with, you know, interviewing persons from every gig in Sweden. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. I'm so flattered. We are bigger than three sides of the coin. Hell which yeah. Is, which is an American an English-speaking podcast, and we are talking Swedish. I mean, you know what? You know all you people listening to this. You must learn Swedish. It's... it's <laughs> oh, ha, I'm so... Oh! Ha, I can hardly speak. You didn't uh, know! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> because that was a surprise. I did not know that. No. Anyhow, I tried to get get my shit together here um <laughs> the thing is what we did and what we have done and what we are continuing to do is that we are interviewing at least one person from each swedish concert with kiss uh we started with with me i don't know why uh back in 1976 with granadund and then we had continued uh, it is 1980, 1983, 84, 88, 96, etc., etc., etc. And we have spoken both with totally unknown people and some very famous Swedish Kiss fans. And that is the thing with um, with the Let Me Know podcast is that it is uh, in Sweden you say samtal and do the English have the same kind of because a samtal when you have it it's like a very good conversation with other people 
um, I think that uh, Marco that I'm doing the podcast with says it's like it's like having a beer together at a pub. Only difference is you can hear each other. You can't do that on a pub. Um, so we have conversations about a certain subject, and it has been Marco Ruven and Mister Groupy <laughs> himself. I'm gonna get you, man. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> and anyhow, um, it is very professionally done. Uh, then of course Marco does the layout and he is producing the show and he's doing such a great job so you really need to learn Swedish anyhow um, so and we have done theme a theme week we made five podcasts about creatures of the night when it was released and we published a box set yeah yeah and we published one podcast each and every day and uh, we have done other things like that. We published, uh, I think it was three uh, podcasts on one day. And and I think... But, but that, didn't Patrick give you some critique for that? I have no memory of that. I don't know. <laughs> Patrick, 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 you have to tell us a little bit about your thoughts. Yeah, you, I, I love the pod podcast, as uh, Bente and Marco know, of course. Uh, but uh, it was also... Uh, at some point, they were releasing so many episodes, so I got a little stressed. Conversations, that's... Yeah, I really wanted to listen to every, everything, because when I see that uh, there is a new podcast available, I want to listen to it, but when, when they're releasing so many, I don't have the time, so I get a little stressed. So, also, in one of the podcasts, I think it was Bantor uh, Marco that was a little bit complaining that they are were, they were a little fed up with talking about 1976 one more time or something like that. Uh, and, and then I got this like negative energy from listening to to they complaining about they doing so many episodes. So I wrote to Marco, I think it was, and told him that why are you doing so many episodes if you think that uh, that is uh, like becoming like a job or something like that? Uh, just take a little, little uh, pause and uh, yeah. release uh, uh, release them later. Uh, so that was just like uh, my my critique. Uh, to them in in uh, with a big heart you know yeah yeah i think i think they are so enthusiastic so they can't yeah. help themselves you know <laughs> we want to talk kiss and we want others to hear it yeah we so, want to do it all the time <laughs> I, I, I think that's the problem Brent. yeah yeah the, the thing is that i from every now and then i say well we can of course make four hour long podcasts I can love as that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have could make we have, hours. Yeah, we have done it, and Marcus says, "No way, Jose." And I said, "Bring them on, bring <laughs> them on," because the thing with a podcast is that you can always press pause and then get back later. True. I mean, when we are talking like this, of course you can press pause, but when you get back to to the vlog, which this is, you have no idea where you were. But on the podcast, you do know. Actually, mo most viewers, we have a few viewers on, on YouTube, but most people listen to this one using other stuff, yeah. you know. So, so, so it's actually a podcast as well at the same time. So, unfortunately, they can't see all the beautiful pictures of the 
Kiss Destroyer magazine uh, and stuff that we show here. So I recommend people to go on YouTube to to see the stuff we show. Uh, but I interrupted you, Ronnie. What was you yeah, going to say? I just put two and two together because Marco did some uh, comment about there won't be any groupies. But maybe the guy at Dalhalla was rubbing his butt towards your stomach was trying to say you something. <laughs> yeah, maybe he heard that you wanted some groupies, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, let's. Now, when okay. you're so, so, such a famous guy. Yeah. Pod star. Yeah, no. The thing was, <laughs> let, let me t take this from the horse's <laughs> mouth. Okay. Uh, groupies was something that existed in the 70s. And it was very young girls that I still don't understand why they wanted to kiss before. army. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but oh, the okay. thing was that these Slot army, <laughs> naughty, naughty. <laughs> the thing is that these this doesn't exist anymore, at least not to my knowledge. But I've always been fascinated fascinated by why. Are you a groupie? What is it that makes this happen? Well, people spend a lot of money one-on-one -on -one with a band. If you could save that money and spend an hour with Paul Stanley alone, hell. <laughs> I mean, you can always buy Kiss. You yeah. can always pay for beating Kiss. But um, no, so, so, so be as serious as possible. I think it's, I'm happy that they don't exist in that way as in the 70s. But still, I want to know why. So I had uh, a standing um, question in our podcast. If somebody could come from the 70s and tell what a made groupie. you do that. Yeah, what made you do that? But everybody is kidding about this and thinks that i would like to have groupies no i don't i don't want to have groupies no way will say i say sure <sighs> okay that's uh, <laughs> a little bit on groupies let's see if bent ever managed to get an interview with one of the groupies from the, from the 70s and 80s you'll never know uh so but bent you're you're actually um during the summer here, you, you, you're going towards a new theme. Can you tell us about the new theme for the summer? Because we're, we're not going to hear Bent for a month or two. Oh, oh yes, you will. But in another way. Um, okay. Okay, back to the podcast. The thing is that I believe in something uh, called... Um, let me see if I can translate that any anything good. Uh, in Swedish, it will be... Uh, Om du sätter den fri och, det, och den vill komma tillbaka så kommer den tillbaka. Try, try that Daniel, try to translate that because it's like what the fuck. <laughs> uh, what we will do is since all of, all of you guys are complaining that we are making too much podcasts, we will not make any podcasts in August, not a single one. Instead, we have asked other people do that for us. And the subject is KISS, but they are being made of three different du duos. And um, I won't tell who they are. You have to listen to the podcast because we told 
the listeners that. But I think it's a it's a wonderful idea because usually when you do podcasts or vlogs or whatever it's called, you want to be there all the time. You want to have the control yourself. But now we are letting go. But we are back in September. Okay. Uh, that's uh, some information about the Let Me Know podcast. And as an outro, I think maybe we should teach the Americans some Swedish so they can read the Kiss Destroyer magazine and they can listen to the Let Me Know podcast. But before we do that, let's see a live take from Dalhalla. <laughs> Okay, you know Paul Stanley? There he is. That's the balloon. Uh, yeah, I caught may, one, of course. Uh, may I add one thing before? Yeah. Because uh, I forgot one very important thing when it comes to the Let Me Know podcast. And that is, uh, we don't do any episodes in English, but it will be one. And you, Daniel... We'll do that together with one of your friends from the Kiss FAQ pod. And yeah. you're going to, and you're going to talk about chewing gums. Riff. Riff rough. Yeah. Yeah. We'll announce that when it's it's time to do that. So me and one of the guys from the Kiss FAQ podcast actually were invited to do an episode on the Let Me Know podcast, and it will be in Swinglish or English, whatever you say. <laughs> so uh uh I'm looking forward to that. Let's see how how much uh, Marco cut it up. If there's anything, if there's anything left of it, uh, we'll see. Uh, but I think it was a fun episode, and and we'll see it later on. But uh, now, as a no. final thing yeah. today, let's let's um, you know at Dalhalla, Paul actually introduced a new phrase. He's always gone. Uh, with two phrases. The first one is I like your ass. And the other one is uh, you're cute. But this time he added one more thing. Do you remember what it was? It was during the second night. Yeah. Before cold gin. You know yeah. what's going to do it for you? And then he mentioned a Swedish uh, liquor. Uh, called glug that people uh, drink around Christmas. So uh, that was kind of fun. So he, he actually knows three things in Swedish now. But you guys, what do you think um, the Americans who are watching the show uh, need to know in Swedish? Uh, a sentence or a word? I'll, I'll start. I, I think yeah, this one is pretty good to know. You know, I am in English... Uh, in Swedish, it's pretty easy to remember I am because it's like the surname of the singer of Rolling Stones, you know, Mick Jagger. Jagger. Oh. 
<laughs> or or if you're into hockey, you know, one of the best players of all time. He played for the Czech Republic and he played for Pittsburgh and a few other teams. He was called Jaromir Jager. So <laughs> Jager. So, so there you have two things that you can think about. Mick Jager or Jaromir Jager. Do you remember I am in Swedish? I'm sure you will. Uh, so jag är, that's I am in Swedish. And then you can add anything, you know, cute, uh, nice and stuff like that. So jager, jager. What about you, Bent? I'm, I'm speechless. And by the way, <laughs> I was the one in the last podcast we had that we were invited to. I was the, the guy that said all the strong words in Swedish. So maybe I shouldn't say samlag. Maybe I shouldn't say kuk. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say... You just did! <laughs> no, 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 no. We can, we can ask the ones who was making comments if there's something you don't want to hear. Learn. Let's see if someone asks for something special. Yeah, but, uh, Jens uh, just uh, but commented here. He, where... he said back in '96 uh, on the in the Gothenburg concert. I remember. So it it actually brought back some memories, for, because that was my first Kiss show. So I was really happy when he talked about Glug uh, on the last show in Dalhalla. Uh, so but really, back then really it was cool. around uh, Christmas. It was around yeah, it Christmas was in December. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it uh, suited very good. Now it wasn't. No, <laughs> I think <laughs> no, it was fun. Now we don't want to drink Glug. No, no, we just drink it at Christmas. But, but still, yeah, I, I wanted to say that we have a Swedish teacher amongst us and we have a music teacher amongst us. Does, don't we? Yeah. Who is the Swedish te teacher? I'm a Swedish teacher and I'm a oh. music teacher as well. Yeah. And an art teacher and an English teacher. <laughs> how, how, I started a lot. How about some good phrases? Ronnie, I'm no, neither I'm of those. I'm neither of those uh, teacher of those subjects. I'm a math teacher. Oh, a um, science teacher. Wow. So uh, you're misinformed. I have been. I have. I have been wrong all these years. I'm so yeah. sorry, Ronnie. It's pretty easy to think that. Time, that I mean, when you when you read uh, Ronnie's writing, you you you're off the bat, you think he's a Swedish teacher because mo most math teachers can't spell or write for shit. So uh, no, he's actually right. a multi-talented math teacher. Yeah, that's good. But but uh, Ronnie, some Swedish you... phrases. Some Swedish oh. phrases. Um, yeah, what it's do good they to need say... to know to 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 read your magazine? Do you have oh. anything that? Maybe that's too hard. That, that's too hard. That's too hard. Yeah. But if they ever come up to Sweden and they want to order a beer, that's maybe something to mm. say. Uh, so if you want to say, I would like a beer, it's Jag skulle vilja ha en öl. Jag skulle vilja ha en öl. That was weird. very, very, you can just say, Jag vill ha öl. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. Yeah, that's not even that. I want beer. Not, not very, beer. not very polite, but no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, Ronnie and Patrick. Uh, yeah. Um, most people maybe know school, which is like years. 
that if you order a beer, maybe you want to learn how to say cheers, and then you say skål. Skål. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so that's about it, guys. So thank you all for accepting my invitation. Hope we can do this again. Ben, Daniel. yeah. Bent well, never wants to quit a podcast. He <laughs> wants to go on forever. Okay, Ben. Yeah. Well, Daniel, do you think that this was lagom? This was pretty lagom. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's one of... But the, thank you, by the way, to Marco, because he dropped that word, lagom. Yeah. That's, That's about a very Swedish right. word. Yeah. Yeah. This, so this... all you guys, all you guys were great. And... Uh, Hopefully we can do this this uh, maybe next year, another time. And thank you to the listeners for the comments. And we always appreciate you being a part of the Kiss FAQ podcast. Uh, chime in with your thoughts in the comments as well after you've seen the show. You don't have to watch it live. You can watch it later on and then add comments. And we'll make sure to, to bring up your comments in the next episode. Uh, so we'd like to see your thoughts on the European tour, maybe. And uh, are you attending any of the final shows in North America? And if you were at Dalhalla in Sweden, make sure to post your impressions as well. So until next time, from Bent, Ronny, Patrick, and myself, see ya. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final, there are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.